1: Good morning, everybody. This is Shannon Penrod from Autism Live on the Autism Network. And we are at Cal ABBA today. Second day, Cal ABBA. And uh, I'm going to be showing you the poster session. And if you're thinking to yourself, I don't know what she's talking about. Oh, have you come to the right place? Because I get so excited about a good poster session. This is a graduate poster session, which means that people from all over the region who are graduate students, who have been engaged in research in their last year, have done uh, some sort of uh, research project. They've they've got some findings. they put them together on posters. The poster session has not started yet. It's not starting until 11.30, but we're sneaking in and going to get some pre-interviews as it starts, because you're going to hear it's going to get very loud in this convention hall. Um, because what happens is they present their research, like, for instance, here's a poster. This is why they call it a poster session. And they they get one board. Everybody gets one board. That's all you get. Um, and you put your research findings there. And then a person who was a part of the research comes and stands there. And anyone at the conference can come up to them and ask them questions about their research. So I particularly love this because... Oh, there's so many reasons. Uh, how do I wax poetic about this? Uh, I get so excited about this because this is the this is where it's happening, right? These are the young, bright minds that are going to be working with your kids for the next few years and shaping what happens over the next th- next you know generation. And these are the questions that they're asking. This is how they're asking the questions and how they're presenting them. So, you know, I love to talk to experts. I love to get them to speak back to me in a way that does not have jargon. So we're gonna be asking as many people, I couldn't get pre-approval from everybody. So in the moment, we're gonna be asking people if they're comfortable, which is gonna be uncomfortable. So stick with me, but um, we're gonna be finding out. Now, some of these things we're gonna go, okay, I don't really, I mean, like you want some jargon, y'all? A parametric analysis of procedural integrity errors comparing the in-person and online modalities. Okay, well, I don't know what parametric analysis of procedural integrity is, but I know what in-person and online is, and I'm sure that that's gonna be interesting to us, right? So uh, we're giving them a second to get set up here. Um, I know I'm gonna wanna hear about this one. There's, a, there's one over there that I know is about um, getting parents to adhere to treatment um, and how, how that we do that. So they're all sort of fascinating, and you find out the most interesting things. But even better than that, um, well, I don't know. Is there anything better than information? I don't know about that, but I will tell you that what's super cool is meeting some of these people and seeing how passionate they are about making sure that the people that we love in our lives are getting proper teaching and that it's being done well and that it's being efficient and that it's effective. Oh, that jazzes me i don't care like the data stuff all hurts my head and some of you will love the data and you'll love the graphs and all of that but for me i love that this is a gateway to progress so i'm going to go and see if i can find one of our first people to uh present is this yours uh, i'm doing a live feed right now for autism live you're not on camera yet but would you like to be on camera and, and talk about your research and i'll ask you a question And it's okay if you say no, no one will ever know, because I don't have the camera camera on (laughs) me. I know, I was trying to get here early to ask people. So I was just saying, this is a pretty intense topic. I don't know what parametric analysis of procedural integrity is. I'm a parent, and our viewers are parents, right? But I certainly understand what comparing in-person and online modalities is, and I could see where that would be important. So, first of all, if you're willing to, can I put the camera on you? Okay. So, hello and hello. Do you want to introduce yourselves? My
2: name is Leah Jones. I'm a grad student at Cal State Sacramento. Okay.
0: Hey, my name is Alan Bernard I'm also a graduate student at California State University Sacramento.
1: Fabulous. So, who would like to stand by the poster and tell me what it was your question was, how you answered it, and what we need to know?
2: So, originally, we started this study. affect skills that have been mastered previously
1: than 100% integrity. So, and um, I'm going to ask you to speak up yes. as much as you can. So basically, you wanted to see if it's effective, yes. right? Vary,
2: yeah. how varying levels of treatment integrity affect skills that have previously been mastered, and we did this with a computerized uh, match-to-sample task. Okay. However, the poster uh, was slightly adapted because we started this uh, pre-tandemic, oh. and yeah, we started this in person.
1: You didn't know it, but you were ahead of your time, right? Yeah, it fell into our hands, basically. <laughs> Okay.
2: Yeah. So we started this in person and then we had to transition online and uh, this allowed for us to compare um, the data between the in-person and the online
1: modalities. Okay. And ultimately, what did you find? Because we all have been asking this. I think, you know, uh, I think we all sort of feel like in-person is going to be more effective. But is the online still effective? Indeed, we did find that there was
2: no difference uh, in performance. What? Yes. That's and exciting. Very exciting. And uh, no difference in the number of trials the participants needed to reach mastery.
1: Okay. Yeah. You read it? That's pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, pretty amazing. We, we have a baby who's joined us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like a, a dog and I go squirrel when there's a baby. <laughs> um, so, pretty remarkable. If, uh, if there are people who are watching, and are interested in getting more information about this, where would they find more information? Is there a place to go? Yeah, our lab is
2: called Performance Improvement
1: And see if we can go on LTE. Because oh, now it's back, Traven says. Okay. All right. Hello. So sorry. It's okay. uh, Hello! Kelly, this is where I need to be where I meet everybody. Yeah. I'm doing a live feed right I now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, house. and then I I Traven, I can't is even true? tell yeah. where We're anything in is God. anymore. Uh, I've, I've lost my oh, place and yeah, nice everything. No, we yeah, lost yeah, her. Her. Okay.
3: Nice to meet
1: you. We're gonna go live again because so, we, you know, we just lost. I'm so sorry. Uh, oh no, we're still live. I can't see it, Traven. Oh yes! Can't wait to have you say say hi. Apparently, we are still live. <laughs> All right. Monday's guest. There we go. Okay. We are still live. All right. Perfuffle, you know, all kinds of technical issues, but you're here with Jennifer Beers. Jennifer, I feel like you've been on autism Live before. Yes. What's up with that? (laughs) That is inappropriate. I've certainly heard your name. Uh, tell us who you are.
3: I'm Jennifer Beers. I'm the associate department chair of the applied behavior analysis programs at the Southern California campuses of the Chicago
1: Okay. And I'm going to ask you to be as loud as you can because we have masks and mics and everything, but uh, it'll be easier when we go this way. So um, here's your poster session. I noticed you have little scan things that people want to (laughs) know. Look look, look, look at you. Look at that. Try to grab that, you guys, if you need to. But okay. What? Uh, what? So tell us, is this just information here or, or is there something that you guys research that you're presenting on?
3: Today we're just presenting information about our graduate programs. Um, so we have a, a, ma- a master's degree, we have a PhD, like this, um, and we have a uh, post-master's certificate in behavior analysis. Um, three campuses, LA, Anaheim, and San Diego, so anyone's But it's called in, the
1: Chicago School, the Chicago School but it's in <laughs> Southern California. We also have
3: the Chicago campus, oh, all but right. we're associated with the Southern California campuses. Okay. I'm going to
1: put this here so people know. Fantastic. Really remarkable. Looks like you, look, look at all of this, you guys. Fantastic. So if somebody's... Wanting to learn more and get a degree in it because if you're going to learn, you might as well get the degree, right? And the yeah. pieces of paper that go with it. Okay, remarkable. Thank you for being such so nice a good sport through all of You need to come on the show proper, like when we do proper. All right, thank you. All right, you guys can see it's, it's heated up here. Um, everybody's now uh, come out of the the session and the posters are up and people are asking questions. Let's find somebody who's available to answer our questions. So, and you can see people are looking at the research. <gasps> are you available to talk? I am, yeah, we can do it. All right, so we have to start with the title, Effects of Omission and Commission Errors During TAC Training. Yes. Good luck with that, because that's all jargon here, right? So what in the heck does that, first of all, who are you?
2: Oh, hi, I'm Shirkina Tamarazzi, and I am a grad student at uh, uh, Stan State. So, I've
1: never even heard of Stan State. Oh, it's
2: very... Turlock? Stanislaus State? Uh, I did not
1: know that. Uh, I've, I, you know, I've, I don't know all the Cal States. My son is at Cal State Northridge. I have never heard of Stanislaus. Central State. Valley. How very fun. Well, very cool. Okay. So, what does this mean?
2: Alright, so what we were trying to look at is when you're teaching, you want to make sure you're implementing the teaching procedure with integrity, so you want to make sure you're following the procedure the way it's written. So there are two types of errors that a person can make, and it could be an error of omission, which means that the experimenter either forgets to implement something that was written in the program, Okay. and there's also an error of commission, where they reinforce something that should not have been reinforced. So and that people, happens, yes. it does happen, it, response, yeah.
1: parents, you know, we do it, but sometimes even our professionals do it because mm-hmm. it's real life and things happen. So, but you were looking at how does that affect treatment overall? Mm-hmm. So what did you find? So
2: what we found was when you commit errors of commission that um, leads to slower acquisition compared to high integrity in errors of omission, in five of the six comparisons and you're, and you're reading that I should yes. show that.
1: so it's worse when you're committing an error of commission is yes. that safe to say yes and, and commission is when you are reinforcing a incorrect response oh so that yes. you just want to make sure that in training yeah. then when we're teaching uh PTs, that you really are are not reinforcing and this is something parents we're really this is a problem that we have a lot, that we inadvertently reinforce please something. Please. Don't reinforce something or reinforce the wrong thing. So we really need to clean up our acts a little bit. Yeah, you have to be careful. That one. All right. Well, that's fascinating. Thank you so much Thank for sharing. You. And a beautiful poster, too. Sure All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Excuse me. Sorry. So sorry. Uh, lots of papers going on and people talking. Let's see if we can find somebody who's available to answer questions. I don't know, is it me? I just think it's so exciting to see how excited everybody gets about this stuff. Um, I don't know who this is, that I don't see a person standing there. We want to talk to Thomas here in a second. but And you can just come up to the poster and read them, but I like to talk to the people. I like to get excited about what they're excited about. And what they found is this yours? Okay. All right. Some people still haven't come out of their session to stand by their work. all right Is one of these yours? Hi. I'm live right now, but what's what's is this something You want to talk later? Okay. Oh, thank you. Are you working this field? Yes. but you still work in a field, right? And you're helping kids, and I love that. Oh, I love it. All right. Hi. Right. Now oh I'm gosh. meeting people that I Hello. know. Hi. I'm live right now on Facebook. Do you oh, want to live. say hi? Well, yes. Yeah. Like, aren't
2: you from uh, YouTube? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: i yes. recognize your face. <laughs> is one of these papers yours? No. What's up with that? Not yet. Not, <laughs> not yet. yet. Soon, though, right? Yes. OK. Well, I'm telling our audience at home how great a paper, a poster session is. It is very great. Is this yours? No, I wish. Well, where is the person that's gonna tell? Where's the author? We, I, I need Thomas. Are you available? I am. All right. So everybody's so busy, and so Thomas, thank you for reminding me that you've been on the show before. Tell people who you are and what your thing is.
0: Oh, my thing. Yeah. So I'm Tom Higbee. I'm a professor and department head in the department of special ed at Utah State University. So I'm here today at Calaba to help recruit potential doctoral students.
1: Oof, wonderful! And and there's no place more beautiful than Utah.
0: I mean, there may be, but I haven't seen it yet. There we go.
1: Uh, and so, what do you guys have going on at Utah State University that people really need to know about? Well, like, why should somebody come there?
0: Yeah. Let's let's break it down. What I think is great about our program is yes. that um, not only do we have a really strong applied behavior analysis program, yes. which is in my department. But upstairs in the psych department, they have a really strong experimental behavior analysis program. So the advantage of that is you get to take coursework from professors in both places. Love it. So all of our students who are going to be trained to be applied behavior analysts get to take coursework in experimental analysis of behavior, philosophy of behavior analysis, from high-level researchers uh, like Tim Shahan, Amy Odom, and Greg Madden, and big names in the experimental field. And the cool part is, their experimental students also get to train with uh, the applied behavior analysis faculty. And so there's really that kind of old school training about both sides of the field. So people come out really well balanced.
1: I love it, and I and I love Utah. I mean, uh, I, I keep I, I want to come to Utah sometime soon. I have so many friends in Utah. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. I used to teach at BYU for uh, a brief little moment. Oh, great! Not a
0: best, but we won't hold that against you.
1: you? <laughs> okay. BYU is one uh, of our
0: rival schools. Uh, so well, like I
1: know, but. I, so I've lived there for a little yeah. while. Absolutely love it. I have lots of friends there. Uh, taught in the theater department, so nothing great. to do with any of this. But um, but I love Utah. And I uh, one the one there was a school in Utah that my son was applying to, but he chose another school. So I thought we were going to be living in Utah, and I was going to be okay with that.
0: It's a great spot. I like it, and you know, I live in California too, and yeah. it's it's lovely and. Uh, Logan, in particular, is a really kind of small oh, university town, so about 100,000 people. Yeah. Uh, but if you like doing big city things, Salt Lake's only an hour away. That's right. And Salt yeah. Lake is an hour away from L.A. by plane. It's an hour away from San there, Francisco yeah. by plane. It's an hour away from Phoenix. It's an hour away from most places. It's a, it's a delta hub, so it's easy and, to get places. And you can
1: get to almost anything yeah. if you like the mountains, if you like water. It's all good. It Thank is. you so much, Thomas. Yep, great to see you again. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, all right. Who are we going to next here, you guys? Uh, I'm out of breath. Everybody's so busy. I know. Be careful. It's wet we know. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. That would have been terrible if I, I had know. slipped I... on my keystroke. Oh, I'm live my right now. <laughs> End of the thing. Um, but this is why, thank you. I. This is why I recommend that you guys go to events like this because look at the people we're meeting, feel the passion feel the level of research and care and concern yeah. and thoughtfulness or even the most smallest thing all right we're gonna start going up to some of the posters that don't have somebody is this your poster it is are you willing to be on camera and talk about it we're live right now on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter it's okay to say no okay look at you look at that's fabulous be in break so the paper is a comparison of visual stimulus, presentation methods, and tact training. Now, my audience is mostly parents. Okay. So break that down for us. What does that mean?
4: So um, we compared just two different ways of um, presenting the stimuli. So in isolation versus in the context of an array, which might be more naturalistic for like the child's environment, you know, you're naming objects. In so what
1: are you teaching objects.
4: here, spider? Their names. Uh, we are teaching strange names because these kids are five and six. Okay. So we're we're giving them, uh, these are just unusual, like, plant and animal and fruit names. So we're teaching them Gucci, and then we're teaching them Cashew. Okay. <laughs> so um, what we found, we did pretty standard uh, TAC training, which is just teaching them their names. Yeah. And what we found across these two different...
1: But let's define tacting because okay. I think a lot of people are confused about what tacting is.
4: Okay, so tacting is um, essentially it's essentially naming the item. So it's now that I see this stimulus, I'm gonna name it and I'm gonna say it's a Gucci.
1: But it's a little bit different than just like it's got to be something new and novel, right? Like um, the thing that I always say is that like if I if I just uh, if I just go up and say you know shoe. But if I'm pointing it out to you, like there's something about the shoe that's attacked, right? Oh, we're going to get into it, aren't we? Because it's all jargon. Um, What makes it attacked and not just labeled? So
4: it's, well... I mean, also you have an audience, so oh, you're only uh, going to point out my shoe because maybe I'm interested in it and I will give you social praise. So, the so it's a
1: form of communicating it to another person. Yes. It's not just labeling. It's trying to communicate it to the yes. other person. Okay. Then point it out to someone Okay. Else. So you're teaching them the name of this particular spider yes. so that when they see it, they'll point it out to you. Yes. Okay. We're there. We're there. We got there. Okay. And so the the and the, tell me, so the difference between doing it by itself or doing it in an array of three. Right. Okay, what'd you find?
4: So what we found was the children that we did this with had autism and they were ages five to six. Okay. So what we found was this this top panel here, the the participant had a lot, had very strong attending skills. He was really eager to show the, show the experimenter that he knew it. Okay. He was, he was really fun to work with. He had very strong attending skills, which means that the simultaneous wasn't like too difficult for him. And he actually did better in the simultaneous method, which is consistent with research with typical kids on the topic. Yeah. And then he did very similar. It was almost the same in the second comparison, but um, but successive was mastered, or isolation was mastered technically a little faster, but. It,
1: it's, okay, but he got there either way. Yeah,
4: he got there either way. Second participant, though, he had more trouble with attending to the board and really like scanning that array. So I think, I think it was kind of confusing for him the simultaneous presentation and so he met remedial criteria for the set that was taught in that format so we had to uh, retrain we had to finish it up with the the successive because that's what he needed
1: so quiz me on this if you I feel like then the takeaway is that it depends on the learner yeah
4: yeah it it, it really depends on the learner um, their prerequisite skills um, but also it's an interesting question to be like well we should teach those prerequisite skills like yeah. attending and scanning and Maybe that is an interesting way to do that or an interesting marker of like what they're ready for.
3: There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if they cool. are able to scan that then it might be faster to do the array. But yeah. if they aren't, you gotta go back and do that Maybe foundation. Totally, yeah. totally. Fantastic. And tell us yeah. who you are and where you're where you're with. I, um,
4: I'm Adrian O'Neill and I am at CSUS. I'm with uh Zach State at the verbal behavior research uh, Wonderful. lab under Kyle
1: McGill. Yeah. Thank you so much. This yeah. is fascinating. And you did good. Thank you did good. You. I thank love you. your Take care. Uh, The mask meerkats, incorporating elements of percentile schedule for reinforcement to shape mask wearing at non-public schools. Like, everybody wants to know about this one. Are you the person for this? You are! (laughs) Can I I get you on camera? Oh, sure. So, uh, okay, tell us, first of all, everybody's been coming here wanting to chat with you, because this is a pretty important topic, right? Okay. Uh, You're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, and... So tell us what your name yes, is. Uh,
5: my name is Tess Kirsten-Ciago. Um, I'm a critical
1: supervisor at our non-public school at Bright Horizons. I'm okay. part
5: of the A Bright
1: organization. There's A Bright. There it is, you guys. So what do meerkats... Yes, that is our uh, school mascot. Okay, we thought you were really talking about <laughs> meerkats. But so, okay, so at a particular school, you were looking at how... A schedule of a percentile schedule of reinforcement can shape mask learning.
5: Yes, uh, I don't know what
1: percentile schedule of reinforcement is, nor do my audience, so you're gonna have to tell us.
5: All right, so <laughs> we actually use a modified um, percentiles um, of reinforcement, sorry. <laughs> and it is a, sorry. a um, So it's used for response shaping, um, and it's a mathematical equation. So. It's very precise, um, we, the modified version that we use, because typically they are, uh, <laughs> it's daily, so you would adjust okay. the criteria daily, but we did ours weekly, which okay. is also um, a limitation that we found, Okay. <laughs> so, but given our um, classes and our students, I don't know, in public school, it wasn't really feasible at the time to do it so daily.
1: Can I back up for a yes. second? So it sounds like what you were doing is Checking in with them on a weekly basis yes. to see if they were wearing their masks and if they were they got reinforcements
5: So here's here's what happened. The students would arrive to school if they were wearing their mask the um, Their RBC would start the timer their duration their rate timer okay. and they would also start a mask wearing duration um, If the mask fell below their nose or mouth and they did not move it up once they were prompted to right. um, We would stop the duration timer right. and um, we would prompt them and say, okay, you need to put your mask up, It's not safe, right? Yeah.
1: Um, Tess, and- can you do this with my husband? Oh, yes. <laughs> I can teach him. <laughs> Honey, if you're so listening. basically, uh,
5: we would reinforce them with um, we, every meeting. We had like little morning meetings and closing circles, and we right. would give them praise and say, hey, who met their goal today? And whatever their, every um, student had an individualized um, duration based on where their level was at. Right. So with the percentile schedule, uh, we would collect the data from the whole week, and then we would arrange it least to most, and okay. then we'd grab the top fiftieth percentile of those durations, and that would be their next criteria for the next week. Okay. So let's say the students' average of the so you're top. you are st- the
1: goalposts yes, for them. Yes, we are. I got it. Yes, and you're, then like you were basing it on the group we are basing on the individual person, how did you do? We're going to make it a little tougher for you next
5: yes. week. And then, totally however, with you. However, if they, let's say they wore their mask for like two hours one day, but then the rest of the week they only kept it on for 10 minutes at a time. Then their average would go, would be lower. Right. Um, so then we'd have to move it down for them. Be like, okay, well you have to meet this week's criteria, new criteria. And then you have to, um, and then if you do for two weeks in a row, then they master it. And they would earn a mask, meerkat, they'd earn but a that's meerkat that's right. mask. So it was a mask yeah. with a meerkat so on it. like it. And some of the kids loved yeah. it. Yeah. So we actually had 50% of the students said that they loved it. Uh, um,
1: <laughs> and for the 50% that didn't love it, did you find something else?
5: So actually, we, we um, spoke to the students and they're like, you know, I liked it, but I wish we earned toys instead of masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were trying to keep motivating them to wear the mask. We're like, you yeah. get your own cool mask. Right. And they got to choose between different. Um, like meerkat there were pictures some of them were like meerkats in space and some of them were just cute little baby meerkats it was really adorable I but but as the students earned their masks there was less variety so that gave them more motivation to earn their own they're like, well I wanted that one uh, oh well if you meet okay. your
1: goal you get to
5: <laughs> pick your own and
1: yeah. you found that this worked at, at, at maintaining the mask wear yes
5: and so okay. even after even students who didn't meet their goal in um, given here with our (laughs) crafts, they eventually did. And then they maintained their mask wearing duration and increased it throughout the school day, which was, uh, this was during summer school. So it was um, like a four hour day. Right. for most of the students, one of our students had, let's see, if she, I don't know if this one's on here. I don't think she is, but um, she only had a half day, so her hours were different. She only had to go to be at school for two
1: hours rather
5: than four. So her duration levels were different, but she still was able to meet her mass merit, her duration.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. So it feels like what you're saying is they each got to run their own race. They were reinforced yes. for it, and it worked. Exactly. All right. <laughs> we like it. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. There it is. We didn't know what it was when we first saw it, but now we know. Don't we love a good poster section? session? Thank you. Um, is this yours? Can I talk to you? All right. So you're on camera right now, and we're live on YouTube, Twitter, Periscope. Not Periscope anymore. Uh, no, Periscope is so 1999. <laughs> anyway, tell us your name. Hi, my name is Michelle Bonilla. You're going to have to talk really loud because it's mask and 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 crazy amount of people here but i'm going to show them the title first parental aba treatment adherence a self-report survey to identify relevant variables now most of the people in my audience are parents so yours is relevant to (laughs) us so what what did you consider treatment
3: adherence so treatment adherence is what we would consider as participation and having the, uh, the buy-in, really, for any parent goals that we're putting in front of our, uh, our parents. You're uh, a team and, player. You're yeah, the
1: exactly. You're, you're doing want... what your team asks you. You're... <laughs> right? right? Okay.
3: Yeah, and how do, how do, we, how do we treat our parents uh, as part of the team? And uh, so what we came up with was a survey uh, to really try to identify any variables that may uh, be conflicting with perhaps any goals that we might have already, uh, written. Uh, and so what we want to do is make sure that we're considering anything that may really come into
1: play with, uh, parent adherence, <laughs> what, what, whatever's gumming it up, right? Right. So what, we, I mean, we could, yeah. come over here with me. Cause I want, I want to be showing this, but have you talk about, it. so here are some of the things that you were asking, I'm going to try it there. It's really small yeah. and I'm old i have spent significant amounts of time with children with autism um and so they would say whether they agreed or disagreed um but outcome wise what did you find there's so many questions here i'm not going to go through all of them but what did you find is gumming it up for parents yeah i mean outcome wise we would say that there
3: were certainly questions that came to uh that had percentages that were varied. so it may it really put together Really painted the picture of yes, there are individual barriers that we do need to address um, in, on an individual basis. So we can't just come up with a cookie cutter one you fits all uh, program because, for example, the one that you're looking at now, um, or let's say I don't, I do not have enough time to attend to all my child's needs. So there's, it's varied, you know. Yeah. So it, it really just shows us that we're not going to be able to come up with, like, the 30-hour plan for every parent. Not every parent is going to have enough time to uh, work on that outside of session. And so we want to make sure that we are catering to our parents' needs and their individual needs uh, more more specifically.
1: Fantastic. Well, I love when ABA companies are talking to the parents and going, what's holding you up? Like, because then once we know what it is, we can work on it. Right. We want to make goals accessible and not so out of the, the
3: scope of what how our parents are starting off with our services. We want to make sure that uh, yeah that we're starting from where from where where they are and uh, we want them to really be a part of the team.
1: I love this question here. I think it is possible that ABA programming might be overkill for my child's needs, but 58% said that they strongly disagreed. That's good. That's good. And 42% said that they disagreed. That's good. That's, That's good. where it should yeah. be and nobody said anything else you got good parents tell them i said so (laughs) tell them i said so okay all right thank you so much much. take care Hello. hello go ahead talk to her um oh it's just craziness here crazy craziness who have we not talked to um there are a couple of. this one's been really popular oh preference assessments in the workplace uh very cool but we don't necessarily need to know that today do we and there I go, just showing you another uh, place that where ABA is not all about autism, right? They're talking about how to. Uh, here's knowledge about graduate school increased only after completing relevant modules. So lots of things here that aren't necessarily. There's one about substance abuse. Uh, here's one about prerequisite training. I think, I think you guys, we've hit all the ones that have to do with autism. But I will tell you that this, this is an amazing poster session. There's, there's not a thing in the world wrong with this poster session. It's just when you go to some of the bigger conferences when it's not in COVID, this um, would be a football field long. And the first one that I ever went to, I, like there was no way you could get through it in a day. It's like disneyland it's like disneyland and some and you you know you kind of have to there's usually they print out a thing and you can see all of the the topics and circle the ones you want to go to and it it tells you what number it is so if there's something that you've been interested like maybe your child is engaged in a behavior that you don't know what to do and your team's a little up a tree and maybe somebody's done research on that particular thing you go to one of these aba events this one is calaba it's a regional conference but you go to one of these events you see what the poster sessions are and then you circle the numbers that you want to go to and you get there this is a much smaller one it is the first event out of covid so it was to be accepted uh, that expected that it would be small but it's still pretty mighty and we learned some really good stuff like the big takeaway for me i'm sorry I just keep pacing The big takeaway for me is that online and in person are comparable. So that was kind of cool. All right, you guys, um, I have to go be on a panel that we're going to be talking about neurodiversity and ABA. And I'll be representing a lot of you parents as the parent voice about making sure that ABA professionals aren't using ableistic speech and, and, and talking in a way that would make us feel that our children are anything other than the amazing people that they are. So I'm really excited to be representing all of you, and I'll let you know on Monday how that all goes. On Monday's show, we're gonna have Kelly Birmingham and Jen Lucero, who's been on, Jen's been on the show many times before, but we have never had Kelly on. They're doing a fantastic podcast as a parent and as a BCBA about autism. So if you're loving Autism Live, you're gonna love their podcast as well. I'm gonna sign off and get over to my talk, but I sure appreciate you guys being with us. I know we had some audio issues, but uh, hopefully you found something that was interesting. If nothing else, look around the room and see all the people who are working so hard every day to help the people that we love and to find ways to do it better. uh, It's a pretty awesome site, yeah? All right. Much love to all of you. I'll see you on Monday. Wish me luck on the panel. Bye-bye for now.